0: That was Toddie Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Todd, what was the name of that incredible tune you just played us?
1: Uh, you know, there's no name to that except just pure bliss. Was that a just, freestyle? That was just I was freestyling. I uh, chose a sound on the Nord.
0: It sounded and like um, something out of like a Softy Brothers film, like Good oh, Time or Uncut Gems. Hey, thank you, dude. Thanks, I really Matt, enjoyed I that.
1: Mean, that means a lot. Well, Todd, come um, have a seat. Okay, uh,
0: I'm sitting
1: down in this new, the new room looks beautiful thanks to you guys, you and Mike.
0: I know it, it's coming along. We're we're getting some drapes. We have the curtain rod already set up. We have a canvas that's on its way. We're trying to figure ways to soundproof this room. On the table right now, we have a towel because that's like the closest thing to like muffling uh, um, any echoes that we get. But uh, oh, and we have glasses of wine. Cheers, Cheers. Todd. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. This is it's not Friday, it's Wednesday. Excuse me, it's Wine Wednesday. Wine Wednesday. There we go.
1: Wine Wednesday. So I've been itching. I've been asking these guys every day to get on this podcast and you guys finally let me on.
0: That is a lot. Ta- thank it, you. You were the hardest person to pin down and get in here. Which is surprising considering you
2: live in the same <laughs> roof under the same roof.
1: Yeah, I just I obviously love you guys. I just mm. had like this weird since I live with you. Yeah. I kind of wanted to stay away from the podcast for some reason. Which I mean, I know, I know it's going to be fine, but yeah. I had like this like weird thing. No, like, I you know, kind of you know feel like I mean?
0: the same way because we are kind of so comfortable with each other, and totally. we spend a lot of time together. It's I was a little like kind of nervous too. I'm like, well, what are we going to talk about? I'm just so used to talking with Todd, well, but maybe it, this is going to be really easy and this will be a good conversation. No, yeah,
1: also too, because like I, I see you guys as like obviously two of my best friends, close friends, and then I vent to a lot, and you guys know a lot of about a lot of my problems that I have. And you give me advice. Yeah. And
0: so, I mean. Well, we're not going to bring up any dirt. Just Oh, no, that's fine. Some, the name of this podcast dirt. is A Hoot and a Half. It's all about having a good time, learning for something, laughing day. something. Cool. Yeah. Um, Todd, how's your hip doing? I know your hip's been bothering Yeah, you so really.
1: it's my sciatic nerve in my left leg, in my, my left glute. And it's been bothering me for about two and a half months. And I do not wish this pain on my second, third worst enemies because it is fucking painful. Like, it, is, it shoots down my hamstring to my calf, almost to my toes. And when I wake up, it's super stiff. When it first started happening, I thought it was a hamstring injury. I'm like, ah, I can power through this. And then all of a sudden, it fucking just...
0: It's like a shooting pain or is sh- it a constant it's pain? It's a shooting pain. On a scale of 1 to 10, how it bad is it? It could be a 10 sometimes. What is it right now? Right
1: now, it's like a 7. Oh. It, like, like, locked up when I was, like, walking up here. But like when it first started happening, getting in and out of the car, I would yell and scream. Cause it would, f- it was just so painful getting out or getting out of the car. Even like getting out of bed, the first like couple like week or two,
0: hurt. And do you feel like it's been getting better though with all of your uh, like I don't know physical therapy? Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: like I've been, it's been getting a lot better. I've been going to acupuncture. I went to the chiropractor. I did cryo with Jeff. I um I went to the, like this specialist who literally just squeezed my legs and muscles for forty five minutes, and I was all of a sudden, I, all of a sudden, I had a stride. Because before I saw him, I couldn't like walk. Correctly.
2: Wow. And he,
1: he like corrected me completely. It was great. And then, but it came back a couple of days later.
2: But it's just like 45 minutes of pain and then you feel better afterwards.
1: 45 minutes of pain. I'm laying on my side, breathing, taking deep breaths in. And I wanted to challenge myself to like not lock my muscles up, you know, because when like you're, you're feeling pain, like you, you, fl- you, you tense up, right? Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. resist. And so I've been work- really working on like my egg, like, not mind control, but like control- being able to control my body like with... My brain, right? Mind over matter. Mind over matter. Yeah, exactly. So I would take deep breaths. Like in cryo too. If it gets too cold, take a deep breath. Picture yourself somewhere else. And so with this guy, the first time I went, I was just like, I couldn't like, my muscles were really tense and I I couldn't relax all the way. And so like this last time I went, I was able to like calm myself and really relax my muscles, which was like, I was super happy afterwards. But like in cryo, it's obviously freezing cold and you're just shivering the whole time. Last time I went, I really tried my hardest to like picture myself like somewhere else, and it worked. And I wasn't shivering, which oh, was like, whoa. I was, like, just really like get
2: through the shock yeah. of it, yeah, totally, you yeah, transcend through mm-hmm. it. So yeah, working out your body is a good way to work out your mind too. Yeah. Just realizing that, yeah, sure, you can sit in a room and think for twelve hours a day or read as, as many books as you want, but if you don't physically put yourself into a situation where you need 100%. to test the mind over matter, you're never going to know if you can do it.
1: Hundred percent, and that goes with working out too, and like getting your 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 heart rate up. And getting your blood flowing, I think, if you're just studying in a room for hours, I think it's great. But if you're not working out and exercising that brain, it's not going to like, yeah. you know, benefit you because like it, it's really important just to get outside and get a sweat going. And like you're exercising for your brain, not your body. Yeah. Actually,
0: in having those endorphins, totally, yeah. carrying you throughout the rest of your day after yeah. you work out and you put in that sweat, you just glow yeah. through everything you do. You feel
1: so good. I used to work out for my body and for like sports and looks. But it's really for your brain yeah. right? and for your, your peace of mind.
0: So I hope the wine, though, is helping with just numb that's, the pain <laughs> just a little bit.
1: That's why I'm drinking it. And
0: you just came from shooting your <laughs> sketch, Clouder Banks.
1: Yeah. So it's a series. Um, I had this, I, ha- I think it's a great idea. We'll see how it turns out. But I had this idea. I love the show Outer Banks. It was like a, what do you call it? Like a,
0: a, parody? a parody. No, no, or, sorry. sorry. Oh, Guilty um, Pleasure. Guilty right. Pleasure, yeah.
1: So Outer Banks was my guilty pleasure. I really yeah. liked it a lot. And I wanted to um I wanted to make something like it. So I thought I'm like, oh, Outer Banks, Clouder Banks. We're in LA. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all about the yeah. clout. All about the clout. So like the kids were chasing this treasure, and like in my series, we're gonna be chasing clout. <laughs> so I wanna really like, play like I don't want to give too much away, but I wanna play John B. Jeff's playing JJ. Um Scott's there, uh Jonah's involved, Jason's involved, and you know, hopefully Matt will get him in there too as a little frat kid. Me? Yeah.
0: A frat kid? Yeah. F- you think, like, I can like embody tra- that role pretty well? I
1: think you, you can embody many roles, but I think if you played, like, one of the fraternity kids, it'd be great. It'd oh, be so
0: please. funny. Oh, please. Yeah, make me really pretentious yeah. and, like, smarmy. Exactly. I feel like I can embody that. We're, like, yeah. a pink polo. Exactly. Go yeah. to yes. Harvard. Yes, with, like, yeah, the sweater tied yeah, around totally, the neck. Yeah. Just oh like my that, gosh. Frat, that frat yes. boy look. Um, um, how's it been working with Jeff and Jonah and he, Jason? Have Have they been... Easy to get along with is everyone coming prepared?
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Jeff is probably my favorite person to work with. Like when we're doing any anything but like scripted stuff, because I think we have pretty good chemistry, and it's always it's always fun with him. And we always improv and like make it like make it weird, but we make it work. Um, working with Jonah, I think he's hilarious. Um, actually, like I was giving him direction before we started filming, and we didn't have much time. And I went over like his improv with him, mm-hmm. and like kind of like marks the hit and the action, and. He kind of took it in like his own direction. <laughs> a little bit of improv improvisation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's much, not like it's yes, ending like, yeah, really yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like Michael Scott, FBI. No, totally. <laughs> like, we, like with with that like, we couldn't like get we had to get to a certain point part with his with his scene, and it took a little bit to get there, but we got there eventually. But it's just like similar
2: to like Kirby Enthusiasm, where there's a point that the actors need to get to via yeah. improvising. But it sounds like Jonah maybe took a little bit longer than 100 percent Yeah. Hundred percent,
1: yeah. But it, it was great. He's great. Jason. Is also another great guy to work with because he's been doing it for so long. And he's so fucking funny.
0: Oh, my God. Like, it's hard not to, not to laugh. Oh, he's a genius. You know, you can just let him take the wheel. Yeah. And he spins any scene, like, directly to where it needs to go. Yeah, when exactly. I hang out with Jason, I feel like I'm
2: hanging out with someone of the level of, like, a Conan O'Brien. Or, yeah, like, totally. So someone that just has that capacity to be funny, as funny as he is, as quickly as is, and consistently. And
0: it's be- because he's put in so much of the sweat work of yeah. comedic... Uh, Acting training, really. Like, all of his days doing improv and stand-up comedy. It's just an instinct with him. Totally,
1: yeah. And, like, and whenever I'm with him, I feel like I kind of, like, have to be, not on, but I feel like it's you a good, want to it's be. A good yeah. thing. I yeah. want to be on. Yeah, and yeah. Like go back and forth with him. So, And then Scott was there. Whenever I get Scott out of the, out of the house and, like, wanting to do something and he's excited, that, like, excites me. You know, so he was yeah. like, he was happy to be there and he was great. So it's it's been fun so far. We're, uh, the first episode has taken quite long, a long time. This is you're
0: still shooting the first episode. Still shooting first episode. Oh. We have one
1: more thing. I have to do a voiceover tomorrow, but we shot like some like cool, really cool car sunset scenes. Do now. you know when it's going to come out? Hopefully, maybe next Friday. Okay. Before the end of August, oh, for sure. Oh, right. So, all right.
0: So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then yeah. this will be right before it, I guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, so guys, perfect. look out for Cloder Banks. Did you ever take any improv classes?
1: No. I took I took two acting classes here in LA. I went to Anthony Mindel, who's fucking terrific, and um, Leslie Kahn.
0: Oh, I've heard of Leslie Kahn. Leslie Kahn was pretty intense. Is she Liza's
1: coach? I don't know. Oh. I is that an acting coach or an she, improv coach? She's an acting coach. Oh, They're both wow. acting, yeah.
0: Um how many classes did you take doing that?
1: So Leslie Kahn was like a two-week intense class uh-huh. of like, but it was really cool because it was um sitcom. Oh, oh that's right. Bro. Okay, and that yes. sitcom it, acting props to like friends, Seinfeld. how I met your mother, Seinfeld, like that four camera, the four cameras, like sitcom acting is fucking hard. Why? What makes it it's hard? It's just like there's so many ups and downs. You have to hit each mark on your line. And if you don't hit, if you don't hit it, you fuck it up. Dude, yeah. Like, like you the, had, like dude like each each scene each fucking sentence matters.
2: Right. And where you're in, standing in the scene, where you're looking, like you need to. hit It's a bit like a play. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everything Bro, has to flow
0: in like a good take.
1: You got to hit it. Like you got to hit like the highs and the lows. Like a lot of highs, obviously. Yeah. Si- right. Hacking, right. But it's like props to friends for doing it for ten years and doing it well.
0: Do you remember uh, when we had to film your audition for yeah. a sitcom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the show?
1: uh fuller house fuller house
0: <laughs> you auditioned for fuller house yeah. oh yes isn't it, josh on that now uh who with josh oh, Peck? Peck. yeah i don't think he's on fuller house i think he Is might he? be yeah he, i wouldn't be surprised if he's had a guest appearance but oh uh i yes i remember when you We're, got the call and, to audition yeah. for fuller house and zane and i had a film todd and the scene was i think with uh I don't know what's her name. One of the mm. daughters,
1: right? Yeah.
0: One of the daughters, but she was now an adult, yeah. and she wants to get into the dating scene. Do you remember your character?
1: <sighs> was it a boyfriend or like? Uh, like, you were a boy- uh,
0: you were a social like media a, star. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like a blind date, yeah. and you were playing essentially a social media yeah. Okay, like
1: an Instagram, Instagram. So guy. he's like hashtag post it. <laughs> oh my
0: god! And she's just like <laughs> trying to keep up with him, and I'll never forget like the final line of the entire scene, which is like the most sitcom line is he's like. So, Todd goes, hashtag post it. She goes, hashtag, what was I thinking?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Matt would always say, hashtag, what was I thinking? Oh, man. So, you were doing the sides for him? Like, oh, he was on tape? Yes. Matt was coaching me through it. Matt and Zane.
2: Wow. But did you get the part?
1: I did not get the part. Do we know who did? No, I don't even know if that episode aired. I mean, I don't. Maybe they just
0: made up a character. Yeah, yeah. Those audition audition scenes. Uh, Yeah,
2: or they'll give you just like a character that's not going to be in a show or the scene that's not going to be in a mm -hmm. show, but they just want to see your range, how you look on screen, and yeah,
0: good experience. A good experience and a great exercise to do. I
1: I actually had a lot of self tapes like during that time. Like so many self tapes. Mm -hmm. Not a, I got like one callback, but that was it.
0: But now yeah.
2: you're producing your own show. You have your yeah. own audience. You don't need to worry about yeah. the approval of any agency or director or anything you get Ex- to do it yourself.
1: Exactly. That's what like with everything going on with COVID, things like shutting down like shows, the production is it's a little more difficult.
2: Things are grinding to, to a halt. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm so thankful to have my platforms and like my channel, my audience. And I'm, I have the ability to make my own show. And I, to act and write in my own show, which is it's so
0: cool. Oh yeah, I count my blessings every day, yeah. it, and it breaks my heart all of these actors and mm-hmm. comedians and improv troupe yeah. people out here in LA who are having to go home. A lot of actors in LA right now are moving to Atlanta because that's just where it's more affordable to live, oh, sh- and there's a huge movie scene out there because yeah. it's cheaper to shoot films. Yeah. Um, so now let's let's take it back to to young Todd uh from huntington
1: yeah from huntington beach california oh uh, the...
0: you pronounce it huntington, huntington uh, hu- not, not huntington, huntington.
1: yeah the t's kind of like silent yeah you that's, know? How, that's how you huntington. can
0: tell
2: who's not really from there correct yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah yeah i was worried when i said it out loud yeah, I, was huntington. Getting... I, saw, I saw you like <laughs> uh, Huntington. yeah no no were you a theater were, were you a theater kid growing up <laughs> it, it's so funny because i know you so well and i have to ask these questions like I don't really know you that well. So, Todd, were you a theater kid growing up? But I think these are the interesting things on who you are, where people came from, how they got their start, uh, what were they like as a kid?
1: I was really close with my family. I mean, still am. My cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. um, Didn't do any theater as a kid. I wrote, but not like, I wrote as a hobby. But growing up, I I surfed, I played hockey, and I wrestled. And I played sports. And I kind of like, I got bored of sports. Like I I played a bunch of different sports, like like in middle school, like football, soccer, like everything. But
0: you like sports ADD. You just kept switching up. Like, eh, I don't want to do this. I want to try that. Hundred percent. I would
1: get I would get so bored of these sports. Like, I played hockey my whole life. That's my favorite sport, and I love playing that. Then I wrestled in high school. I was really good, but then I quit wrestling to focus on hockey because I got bored of wrestling. You know, and so I was just like one of those. Like, I mean, I wasn't like
2: got to keep it moving. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like in high school, I wasn't like. Running with a popular crowd at all, I was like kind of like this dork, walked around with a hoodie on, cutting weight all the time for wrestling. Big backpack. I was like 105 pounds my freshman <laughs> and sophomore Big year. Big
0: backpack. Huge backpack. What does that mean? Wait, is like, it one of the Rolly ones no, 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 that no. also no. had the straps I on? The, it? I didn't have like, the Rolly ones. I had a I just like a, a fucking like meaty a, a, backpack, like a mountain hiking bag almost. And it
1: almost looked like that, but I had like my friends were like, "Oh, Todd, that skinny kid with a sweatshirt and a huge backpack, just walking around school." <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was me. I mean, I, just kept, I kept to myself. I didn't really party. Or like do much until like end of my senior year and like then after high school maybe I, my first drink was with my aunt when I was like seventeen.
0: Oh, yeah. What was the drink?
1: Smear enough ice. Go <laughs> cool. figure. It's always a smear enough <laughs> yeah. ice. That's
0: your first one. Yeah, yeah. Mine was like a Bud Light lawn. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: One of those like nice drinks to get down.
0: Mike, what was your first drink? It was a Blue Moon
2: <laughs> with my uncle in New York when I was like eighteen or nineteen. Oh, also, that's yeah. Not yeah. That. Blue
0: Moon was like the first beer that. Every, that was my favorite. It was, it was my just favorite so easy too. to go down that yeah. it Dude, tasted kind of like a beer. I
1: can't tell you how many times Scott and I ordered a Blue Moon.
0: Oh, it's Step such a good
2: starter drink when yeah. you first get mm-hmm. into drinking and like you don't want to get an IPA or some weird craft beer. And
0: But your first yeah. drink was a Smirnoff ice. It was a Smirnoff ice. With your aunt? Yeah. With my aunt. Yeah. Did your aunt give it to you and say? Yeah. 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 I was
1: with her and my cousins and, and they're all drinking. So I just had a Smirnoff ice with them. But yeah, growing up, I was really close with my cousins. Always like, they're my best friends hanging out with them. And so, always doing like cool family trips to the river and whatnot. You know, getting into trouble.
2: You're still a family guy. You go back pretty often. Yeah, see so your sister graduation, parents. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. my I, I'm not from. Huntington is not very far. It's like an hour and a half away from here. So Ugh. I have the luxury. I envy of, that convenience of, you know, of, of being it. Being able to go there,
0: love to zip down and see my family anytime I can. And you also grew up with Scott, yeah, right. So yeah, we heard d- Scott's story about uh-huh. how you two met, but we would love to hear it okay. through your own mouth. <laughs> <on the laughs> eyes, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Scott and I, we both went to elementary, middle school, and high school together, but we didn't start hanging out like we started wrestling. He was a freshman. I was a sophomore. We started wrestling. I was kicking his ass. And (laughs) oh, he told us the other story. He said that he was kicking yours. Oh, he like took steroids. (laughs) (laughs) But we we didn't start hanging out till like his senior year. We kind of like started partying. And then um, and then we that's when we started partying. We would go like hours away to go to like random parties. Yeah. And we'd fucking just drive down in his little truck. I remember like one time someone was driving his truck home and Scott's pissing out the window. On the passenger seat and it's just fucking just coming back and hitting hitting him. Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
0: If <laughs> so, you were like, I gotta be friends with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I is mean, out there. That's
1: that's the same time um he was getting tattooed by our friend, and that's why he has the sleeve because he covered those tattoos up.
0: Uh, we were you getting tatted around the I, same time Scott was I by got, this guy?
1: I got one tattoo from that guy. But
0: Scott Which got, tattoo was it?
1: It's it says CK with a heart around it. It's on my it's on my hip. And Scott got like CK on somewhere on his body. CK? CK.
0: Not your ex-girlfriend. No, 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 no. no. Oh, geez. No, no, no. no. Not my mom, Cindy King. (laughs) Or could it be (laughs) (laughs) Cindy? Hope you're enjoying this episode. We're just going to take a quick break to give a word from our sponsors. This episode of Hoot and a Half is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy for you to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. What I love about Care Of is how hassle-free it is. It's basically vitamins and supplements delivered to you, and it can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. And not only that, Care Of vitamins are quality you can see and taste. Their products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And it's health made easy thanks to Care Of's online quiz. They have a five-minute online quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. And coming from my own personal experience with Care Of, I have really enjoyed the product. The quiz was super fun and easy, and my experience has been through the roof. I love knowing that the vitamins I'm getting are tailored to my needs, and that makes me just feel really great about myself and my overall health. So if you would like to support this show and you are interested in Care Of, for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code HOOT50. Once again, for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code HOOT50. That's hoot five zero. And now back to the episode. Um, okay, so then you started hanging around with Scott. Did you guys go to college together?
1: Yeah. So Scott and I, we started hanging out. He would. Um, we both we were both bartending at the time. He was working at his stepdad's stepdad's bar. I was working at this Italian place, and I would get off work earlier than him, and I cruise to his bar. And he'd be there until midnight, and we started making vines in his bar because it was just empty all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, there was vines. Like, we'd make the vines in his kitchen, in the bar, on the bar, like, outside, like, everywhere, like, around that place.
0: Just having a good time. Just yeah. having,
1: having a good time. We would just, like, literally hang out there and talk and then make vines.
0: Is he giving you a homie's discount, mm-hmm. getting free drinks?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would go oh, there, and drink, nice. eat. Yes. Yeah. And, um.
0: It's, like, the place to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, like, pretty much, like, the only one there sometimes. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> it, was, like, it was, like, dead sometimes. Um, but that's where we of start, first started like posting his vines and Scott like started like kind of like taking off on vine, you know? And so, and then from there he went to OCC Orange Coast College for a little bit and then stopped because, uh, he was fucking vine famous, but, um, and then I went to a state school and I finished that in 2016. And so when I moved to LA, I was still going to school and I moved in with Zane Heath, Scott Elton, and it was like my own like little frat house. Right. Right. And so I'm in my room studying. And writing my thesis paper, and they're fucking just partying, going to bed like at four in the morning, waking up late. This I'm, is the Bellingham days. No, this is Denny.
0: Oh wait, oh the Denny this days. This is Denny yes, days. Sorry, yeah. I always get Denny and Bellingham yeah. like flip flopped. And you so, was in college I was still in during college that time, then, yeah. Oh
1: wow. So you're it's,
2: living in like a college off campus house, trying to get work done, and wait, you're living with crazy Vine totally, LA party kids. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, that's how it was. I remember I was like trying to go to bed many nights because I had to wake up early for school. And they were just fucking right outside my door. Just like <laughs> I
0: probably was there yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> Smoking
1: cigs, drinking beers, fucking being <laughs> loud, I'm just like, having people does. playing music. Yeah. And then at that time too, I was I had no money. I had like a hundred dollars in my bank account. I barely I was barely able to pay rent. I had to borrow money from my mom one time. I remember I was in my room. I got like I had the only lock on my door because I like went out and got it. And it was like this shit lock. And I was in my room like just fucking like kind of like crying. Yeah. I had no money,
2: and all your friends that you're living with are living the dream a foot kind, away from you.
1: Kind I, of. I don't know. We of. were
0: all. It was still like a weird time a where struggle. we were still like okay. freshmen to the yeah. game.
1: Scott was like in the master bedroom. He was still like making decent money, um, and like my door was locked. He like he like got it open somehow. He picked the lock. I'm like on the phone with my mom, like crying. He's like, "Oh, I'm like remember that moment specifically because I was like a really low moment in my life and career, and my mom like she let me borrow money for rent, and I'm like, okay, this last time, and she let me borrow money for like three months probably."
0: Wow. Oh, man.
1: But actually, let me rewind. When I first moved into the Denny house, I agreed not having enough money for rent. I went to Vegas with my friend's dad, Darren, my writing partner. Yes. His family. His dad is the kindest human in the world. So generous. He gave me he gave me 200 bucks. He's like, here you go. I would go parlay. We, it was during football season. Uh-huh. I parlayed on three NFL teams and one college team. And they all won by a certain amount. They all hit the numbers, and I won like
0: eight hundred bucks. You bet the full two hundred on full it. Full
1: two hundred, and I won eight hundred bucks on this parlay. <gasps> Woo! And I remember I was like downtown Vegas, where life is beautiful. Life is beautiful, and I started just freaking out. I started just yelling, jumping up, and I started fucking just making like this big commotion because I, I won money to pay my rent. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You know, on the lottery, I'm like I literally just like paid my. I'm like able to pay my rent. Not like two weeks later. We already moved in. Elton is like, "Hey, Red Bull wants us to go out to Vegas, and um, they're gonna pay for everything, give us a hotel room." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I'm playing on one of the last nights. I'm playing um, roulette with Heath and Zane and Scott and everybody. And again, I had no money. I needed to pay rent somehow. I'm like, Pff. I'm like not even thinking about that. But I had no money, and fucking, I'm like sitting there, and Heath's like, "Hey, you want want a chip?"
0: Oh, I'm boy. like, okay, sure.
1: He gives me a $25 chip. I put it on 23 red. It fucking hits 23 Michael red. Jordan on the bulls, And then two turns later, I put it on 21 red and I hit it again.
2: Oh, Shut my God. God. Swear to God, yeah. How much money did you make? I was
1: like... Sixteen, like maybe a little less than sixteen hundred. Oh, oh yeah, God. another sure. another yeah. month of rent. Yeah, oh yeah. My so God. I was able to pay for rent again. Like, wow! That. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, but that's so that's that was, the best
0: feeling, but it's, it's also, also kind of the worst way when you do win in Vegas, where you're like, oh, I paid my rent with these winnings. This yeah. is like this when is, is maybe really, sustainable yeah. to be a gambler. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I was yeah, I was walking on like a tightrope for a while. Like, I was struggling, and I was working in Huntington too. I was driving from the Denny House. To school, to my parents' house because that's where my work was. I would stay there a couple nights, come back, but then I would like plan it out. I'd go from my parents' house to school, back to back to the Denny house because yeah. school was right in between my parents' house and um, LA. Now, so was-
0: during this time though, did you think that? the internet career would be an option or were you doubtful? Even though like Scott was already making money doing it, did you think, uh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. But I'm focused on school right now. I need this degree to get me to the next step, whatever that may be.
1: I had like this like dream and I was just, like manifesting. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it as an actor or I'm going to somehow get like a big break in this internet thing. and I'm going to make some money. Or one day I got, I got an email from this company. They're like, Hey, American Eagle wants to work with you. Um, they're going to pay you $10,000. I'm like, what the fuck? I think Hell, I, I was, I I was part of that campaign. I think you were yeah, 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 taking yeah. pictures with me, right? Uh-huh. Or, or,
0: or I definitely Zane. did an American yeah, Eagle yeah, campaign and around campaign. that year. This yeah. was yeah.
2: for, for Vine, right?
1: No, for Instagram. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, and then Zane, I remember Zane took the photos, and they're fucking fire photos. They're beautiful. <laughs> the photos were like, look, they look professional. I went all out. And then, yeah, I got that money and i quit my job and then from i never looked back from there yeah
0: that was the same thing i did yeah like right when i realized Uh i could make money i like quit my full-time job and did it you know force.
1: i had to for like five or six months i was living in l.a and working in huntington it was just like i was driving so much and i was never home in my house i was semi-paying for you
2: were driving back to huntington like every weekend right yeah yeah. barely make money yeah
1: and so i remember like even like i would go out to the bars in huntington my best friends i had no money for drinks And my friends would have to pay for my drinks. I was just like, it was like, it's like the most defeating thing
0: ever. Were you, the first time we met though, were you able to afford drinks or um, or during that time were you pinching pennies? I I was pinching
1: pennies. I don't think I was living in LA either then.
0: Do you remember where we met?
1: We met at Brick, no, it was the pool. Yes, no, Brickyard Pub. Brickyard brickyard Pub. pub, pub, Yeah, Yeah, you you like really fucking tickled my feathers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tickled my feathers. No,
1: yeah. uh, One thing. That really tickles my feathers is when someone says they like my art or they like my writing. And oh, Matt came, Matt came yes. up to me and he's like, dude, I love your captions. Your Instagram, yeah, his, captions.
0: Instagram, my Instagram captions, captions were a, a, very good and like very original. Like, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, at the beach, getting some vitamin D. right like, vitamin C, what, S-E-A. Or, oh, oh, yeah. That's what that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, people will just do, like, like punny, punny Instagram yeah, yeah, captions. Yeah, yeah. But Todd's captions, I just thought, were, like, kind of pure poetry or really unique sentences that he would, like, put together. Because you'd write, like, it,
2: paragraphs and, like, more original
0: writing. It yeah. wasn't ju- – you, you would almost, like, tell a
2: story underneath.
1: I would, 100%. I, I wanted to tell a story because I, I don't think looks – let's see. How do I say this? Looks aren't – I would get judged – Like I was like developing after high school and people would judge me by my looks.
0: Oh, I was judging you by your looks too. And that's why I was so blown away with your creativity and your Uh self-expression. Because, you know, you see this handsome dude that's Todd Smith, and you're like, who is this smiley, fit stud of a man? And I would like check read his captions. I'm like, there's a Brilliant mind behind this guy, and I hadn't met you. So, you'd like so, seen him in the same circles, I knew who he was. Yeah, because I would like see Scott on Instagram, and I wasn't really close with Scott, but I'm like, Oh, who's that Todd kid I always see in his vines? And then I would like check out your Instagram and I would read your captions. And back then, you had like blue hair. Yes. And, and so, the first time you met him, you I would compliment up to him, him and I was like, You're Todd. And I and I said, First thing I said, it was like, Dude, your captions are like really unique, they're yeah. like art, man. And I actually found the Instagram. Of you, like the caption that I oh, felt shit. like was like really unique. Oh, let's hear it. Let's read. Let's, and, well, let's describe the photo first. Correct me if I'm first. wrong, but this may be in your book too. Do you have any of Possib- your old captions in no, your book? I have a bunch of my book? old captions that I turned into stories. Um, can you describe he the said, photo? He too? Said, uh Oh, the photo is just like Todd hanging out on a balcony with one of his buddies. Uh, I think you have like a Chipotle burrito it's in like your pur- hand. Purple hair, right? And uh, oh, I think you have brown hair brown. in this one. Okay. Um, and your caption was, "I only ate the red Skittles. My pickiness was a little much." Every so often, I like to toss her her favorite colors into the ocean. The sunset made it worth my while. Her expensive taste was much. Like it's like a really great like. Would you call that a
1: poem? I. I, uh, It's something more than an Instagram caption.
2: Yeah, you you took the medium of Instagram Uh captions and and elevated it into a storytelling platform.
1: Yeah, and I I love doing that. I had like a real like drive to do it, but also what matches said. What he saw, like, he saw me as, like, this, like, smiley kid. And then he read the captions, whatever, right? Right. It was my validation.
0: Yeah. That you you're know? more than like, just your looks. Exactly, yeah. Yes. That's what I was
1: looking for. What Matt just said. That's what I was, like, looking for when I was writing these. I'm, I was seeking this validation. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I think that's kind of, like, a little, like...
2: It's a motivating factor. It's yeah. very
1: motivating, yeah. But it's not the best, like, trait to have. Like, oh, you shouldn't be just motivated by by
2: this. Right. But I was
1: motivated by multiple things. But I was one of the major... Right. Aspects and, of and it, when
2: Matt gives a compliment, you can
0: tell it's genuine exactly, and heartfelt. Yes. It comes from oh, a truthful Yeah, when place. I say yeah. something, I mean it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I can't help myself saying what I feel Total. about somebody, especially yeah. if I really, really like what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the time we like Thanks, really dude. connected. I remember Appreciate that. You, Good times. Good yeah, time. I remember that the was... first
2: time what me and you were hanging out. It's probably like 2016 or 2017. We went to the bungalow and it was just me and you. We showed up on like a Sunday afternoon or something. And then Todd came and I see Todd just in the crowd. It was like, in the movies where there's a spotlight from the heavens directly on someone, you were just sort of like moving through the crowd and I was I was just like, oh my god, there's like a famous person here. A Hollywood actor is walking through. And then you came up and was like, oh, what's up, Matt? And I was like, you know this guy? Who is this handsome no. man? I, Dude, I promise you, I thought you were like a movie star. I just couldn't even deal with like how handsome you were he in person. Mo-
0: you are the most photogenic it person. It was crazy. I know. Oh. And the thing is though, you're so photogenic, I need to stop taking photos of you because <laughs> I have too many photos of Todd I'm like God I'm not taking enough photos For of the like we made because the Super <laughs> 8 video last year um, we were like
2: oh, we have too much Todd because he just films you and photographs
0: you all yeah, the time that's and, so even, funny. and even right now I have two rolls of Super 8 film developed and the footage looks awesome uh-huh. but I'm like oh I gotta I gotta record a little bit more but th- I can't film Todd because I have we too much have footage Todd. of that's you that's so funny you have plenty of it oh, and um thanks. but so you are definitely a handsome dude and we,
2: I can see that that's a factor where people just have seen you your whole life as just a face and a body and, and totally, nothing yeah. else behind it but yeah but that's that's an interesting way to like look at a reason for why you are as motivated as you are and mm-hmm. you know and yeah, another reason you. why I love Todd we're just
0: making this like a whole moment everybody loves Todd. Todd one of the best qualities about you Um, is that you're constantly enriching yourself and diving into areas that you're curious about. It goes with your acting, your writing, and now witnessing you as a roommate, your uh, ability to play and make music and it's been really cool like you take not only piano lessons religiously you take guitar lessons on top of that thank you it's, yeah, yeah you've like, written a book you've been on tour yeah.
2: you have a youtube channel you do photography you do i mean i consider you like the renaissance man of mm.
0: of the the friend group here now Appreciate tell me um your process getting into music because it's tough to get into it if you didn't yeah, grow yeah. up with it totally
1: yeah that was that's been like the toughest part. I I don't kick myself every day. I'm like, God damn it, like why didn't I stick to guitar lessons when my parents put me in them? I, yeah. I I quit. I was over it. But actually, I think it was like three years ago. I'm a huge 21 Pilots fan. That's that's known. And so Tyler Joseph, he just like just amazes me with everything. He inspires me to write, to play piano. And so one day I remember Jason, he's like, Oh yeah, I gotta take my kids to piano lesson. I'm like, Oh, your kids have a teacher. He's like, Yeah. I'm like, and then I I grab the number and i'm like fuck it i'm going to take piano lessons i can afford it now i have some time i want to i want to fucking do this like the, the time is now yeah and so I, I went and i again i never looked back from taking piano lessons i i do it once a week for a while i was doing it twice a week before i went on tour with scott i just love it so much
0: you know what's funny today i actually went back and i listened to the podcast episode of you brandon calvillo and uh-huh. Ry dune and it was like recorded in 2017 and because i just wanted to get a sense of you uh-huh. like on a podcast before we sat down yeah, i yeah. listened to a bit of it and in the podcast you're like yeah i just started piano lessons i just had like my third lesson no. today <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so and i'm like wow it's crazy because now that's like i think i was over
2: your house one time playing guitar and you were just like god i just wish i could play an instrument and i was just like mm-hmm. you can just take lessons and then i think it was like literally the next week you had started taking lessons there was like this universal coalescence to just push you into doing Yeah,
1: i would would watch you play and like someone like like kobe bryant inspires me too just like his mentality he i I heard a a story that he wanted to learn a classical song and he didn't play piano but he didn't he didn't get up from the piano until he learned that song and he was motivated to learn that song and so that's why that's why i look at it i want to like tackle this thing i want to like own this thing i want to be good and it's still tough. I mean, learning something at 26 years old, your brain is not a sponge like it used to be. Like, like oh, a kid. Yeah. It's fucking tough. And so like, like sometimes I want to fucking kick that thing over like today, I was, ex- <laughs> I was exhausted, like learning a song. I was having a lesson over FaceTime and I'm like, fuck this. But then like, I went back after like an hour later, I, I played and it was just uh-huh. like, it was so nice. It's like very therapeutic for me. Like I'll, I'll sit down for like, okay, I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes. I'll be sitting down for two and a half, three hours that's what 20 minutes it just into. sucks you in. It just sucks me in yeah yeah because you just want to you want to ta- you want to get better and better and better and it's just so it's so it's endless it's, it's joy yeah, yeah. it makes me not just happy but it provides joy
0: in my life yeah that's like me with the new york times crossword. Right. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know. yeah, which i've seen which is fucking so cool oh like, i go with the I rush go, you get yeah. once you finally figure exactly. it out exactly
1: it's like that ser- ser- serotonin right or like yeah dopamine. Yes. It's serotonin just like goes to your brain and like which you need.
2: Yeah. Like, I like, like a, a the, word, the word that you use in I think that's a yeah. very apt term for what, how Todd lives his life. Because when you dive into one of these things, whether it's the music or the writing or the filmmaking, anything that you dedicate your time to, it pays you back in dividends. For mm-hmm. example, you had a certain musical taste that you used to have before you played music. Yeah. And in the last two or three years, Like one of my favorite things is getting to share music with you. And I have a lot of weird music tastes that are things of that you will most likely only be interested in if you play an instrument. But your level of appreciation for music now, I think, has elevated expanded so much more. So enriching your life, I think, is the perfect word to describe what you've been doing.
0: Um has it been harder learning how to play the guitar than the piano, or is the g- guitar coming easier to you um, now that you know how to play the piano?
1: Okay. So pros and cons. When I first started learning- the- What's so funny? That's a fu- I, I, no, like this, I
0: like the analytical breakdown yeah, of this. So you know, like I, a-
1: I really enjoyed that. So before I took started taking lessons, uh, right when I started taking lessons, Mike was showing me some
0: some things. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you, you know, I was, like, I was you- just like, what's so funny? <laughs>
2: you asked a very serious question and todd took it very seriously yeah, like I mean, like sidled <laughs> up to the to the microphone like let me break this down for yeah, everybody. Yeah. I'm it's like, like
0: inside the actors yeah studio. that's what yeah, it yeah. is
2: but it, it's funny that it's just like you're asking todd so piano and guitar and he goes okay here are the pros and cons
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay pros and cons
1: i'm very i'm a rookie at both more guitar so i would say guitar has been harder for me but the cool thing about learning piano before guitar and some musical theory. Is I know where a lot of the chords are. So where, wherever, like I, I say, like, for instance, at the top of the guitar, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. E, right. So after E, I know there's F, then F sharp, then G, then G sharp, A. So I know where I know where those chords are once I find the first chord in the guitar. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I know I know I know different notes. I know th- C through B or th- C through C. It's a, right. it's so a like,
0: similar, like I played the violin when I was uh, in sixth grade, <laughs> and I can remember, like, it's there's the G string, D string, A string, E string. And so I remember it's like, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star is like D, D, A, A, B, B, A. It's, G, D, the, F it's sharp, E, E. And then I learned where those notes were on the piano. Yes. And now I'm able to play it, but not, I don't know chords, really. Mm-hmm. I know the notes on the piano versus the violin. So The, I guess di- the a- difference
2: is mostly a physical difference. Like, the theoretical stuff is the same between both instruments, but I think it's a lot physically harder to learn how to play the guitar.
1: I think so a little bit, too. The piano, I like. It's laid out. In a nice fashion, yeah. Guitar, there's with those strings and the frets, and there's so many and like, the little strumming. Yeah. Is a,
0: this it's a down up down. It's a lot more uh, physical. Yeah. It's a lot so more physical.
1: What's been giving me a hard time on the guitar is B minor,
2: the key of B minor.
1: The key, yeah, the chord and the, oh, the chord yeah. of B minor me. But yeah, no, I, I love it. Like piano is more, I take it seriously, and guitar is more like my hobby and release.
0: A question I've actually always wanted to ask you, when you started playing the piano, did you have Scott's music career in mind? No. Did you know that it was going to turn into the tour life and being part of his band? Or did you just treat it strictly as a hobby and that this is just something I want to...
1: So I treated it strictly as a hobby. I, I started taking lessons for myself, but back when we were like 20, 21 years old, Listening to 21 Pilots. I'm like, dude, it would be so cool if we can like play on stage one day together. Like, can you imagine that? And we literally would talk about it all the time, not doing anything with music. Yeah. And then I started taking piano lessons. Obviously, obviously, Scott was doing music. And then he's about to go on tour. And I'm like a year, two years into piano, a year and a half. And he's like, hey, you want to play piano for me on tour? I'm like, fuck yeah and so it was
0: just like were you like fuck yeah but oh shit
1: i'm
0: not good enough yet i I gotta hit the keys
1: tonight that was i was like oh shit yeah no yeah i'll do it but i'm gonna have piano lessons like three four times a week
0: yeah yeah like it It was was like boot camp to get yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you kicked it into high gear that's yeah playing 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 all the time and i It was so cool, though, to see you, like, successfully transition, hit the stage, Uh and play. Yeah. And not only just one song. Because first it was just Scott doing shows at, like, you know, Playlist and and, uh, VidCon doing, you know, Sad Song. And then now it's you, like, out there doing full-on sets. Yeah. And it was so cool watching you guys do, like, your first show in L.A. And then seeing you come back after, like, a full-on summer tour. In the confidence and skill and just stage presence uh those were some so of the cool. most Witness. fun
2: nights to hang out as a friend group of like the pre-show we'd hang out yeah. then we'd be in the green room and like everyone yeah just, the energy is just so good then we get to watch the show mm-hmm. and then afterward it's just like oh my god like life is the like life this, is amazing it's like,
1: like dopamine like ser- it's like this feeling it was like an ecstasy cut type of feeling like it was it was great like to have like that like party with your friends after the yeah, show. I'm glad so I now? could like
0: vicariously yeah, yeah, yeah. live the uh the the green yeah. room experience totally. the green room, yeah. through you guys and uh how was tour? I know you had a lot of crazy <laughs> nights and a lot of good times. <laughs> favorite tour memory. Let's yeah. let's go to with... your favorite tour memory. And then I have the tour memory question. Okay. And a bit of a story I want to hear your uh
1: favorite tour memory. Besides playing the shows, I mean... Oh, wait.
0: Oh, didn't you guys get to go see, like, the Kooks in Dallas? Yeah.
1: Like, w- all the experience, like, with the guys, like, so, yeah, we saw the Kooks in Dallas. Because they were also
0: playing at the House of the Blues. House of Blues, yeah. And you guys got to just, like, after you finish your set to go over and watch yeah. theirs. That's awesome. And you also but, saw Phineas play on tour, we saw too. Phineas.
1: So we're in Boston. We get to Boston, like, a day early. We're playing... Phineas is playing that night we get there, the same room we're, up, we're about to play, and we get tickets to Phineas' show, and... It, it was so fucking cool so beautiful he's one guy on stage and he's fucking playing piano to guitar singing and he was so captivating and he, he's was, so nice. he was so oh, nice to you so nice i was in i was like in the green room and he's coming through before like before he was like about to go perform like literally 20 seconds and i would i would expect anybody just to walk by they focused he walks by me comes back yo what up dude good to see you thanks for coming goes back out
0: oh it was was so what an absolute i think about phineas probably like eight times a day (laughs) maybe even more like it's like once an hour i think he's just such a a a brilliant person he's a a
1: stand-up honest like talented person it was so much fun (laughs) like that like we're in a bus going to like 30 different states or sorry 30 different cities i get to watch scott perform and when scott performs and he looks at me and I'm playing piano. And we're singing along to each other, and like we're like dead, locked in. We're locked in, staring at each other in the eyes. It's like the most romantic yes,
0: ever. yes. I've always it's said like, that when I'm listening to music. I bet it's the best yeah. when you're in it a band really and is. you look over Dude, at your bandmate and just give that nod.
1: Scott would come over to my piano. I'd be playing, and he would. We'd be like singing along together and he'd be like looking at me or like grabbing me or something. It was it was just so like beautiful. this is it. We yeah. did yeah. We're, we're, we're living here, we're literally girl. living like, yeah,
0: the dream exactly. right now in the best way possible. And yeah. you make your own music as well. Yeah. You've now put out what three songs I put out Natalina Natalina Acoustic,
1: Past Life with Scott, my friend Nick Anderson from The Rex, who's brilliant. Um, and I have this my first thing that I put out, is called Cork. It was like this poem that I turned into a oh, yes. slam poetry thing. Yes. I, some people hate it, some people love it. So it's oh, like, I'm a you know, fan of it. Thank you. I like it.
0: Thanks, man. Um, are you and are you working on a new song right now?
1: Yeah. So I have a couple new songs that I'm working on. Songs, I, songs. Uh, I plural. actually have like plural. I've recorded three, and I have one. So I start with the one that's not recorded completely. So I took a video of me playing piano, making like a bunch of weird noises. Matt is actually in the video, and you can hear his voice. I send it to Bruce. I go to Bruce's house. He's like, dude, I love this. I'm going to pitch this up, cut it together, and warp it a little bit. And the sound is so beautiful. You can hear Matt clapping and talking My in it. My clap, His clap claps in like it. And Matt's voice, you can hear it faintly in the beginning, in the intro. So that's the song I'm wor- really working on. I love it. It's kind of like a 1975 meets like the Drive soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then I have two of the songs I recorded. I'm not really, really sure about them. I love the melodies. But then I have another song called Perfect Morning, which is all done, mixed, and mastered. And I'm just waiting on trying to figure out some artwork, and then I'm going to put that out in a couple weeks.
0: And on top of being an incredible musician and internet personality, you're also a fantastic writer, and you've made a book. I'll give you a dollar if you consider this art. You are a published author in bookstores. It's crazy.
2: It's insane. And on Amazon. It's insane.
1: On Bezos' site. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I don't believe it. It still is so weird because I've been writing these stories have existed for like what, like six, seven years. Like from before even Matt um, came up to me and told me he liked one of those stories, like right before then, that's when I first started writing for this book, not knowing that it would be for this book, you know? And so like the name I'll give you a dollar if you consider this art, it kind of feeds back to why I started writing these stories. When Matt came up to me, it was just like I was this kid searching for this validation So this book is just like, please, it's begging people to read this and see this as art.
2: And you're that you you are able to produce something that's more than just a product of how you look. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so this every story in there means a lot to me. It means a lot to Darren. It's like a piece of us or like our soul is literally embedded in this book.
2: What was your favorite part about creating and publishing a book? Probably going on the book tours
0: and having me being the moderator. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You were doing that for a while. Matt
1: was a great moderator. I was so happy to have him there.
0: Oh, yeah. We went to Chicago and Miami. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did one out here in Brentwood. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: But with the book, there were so many journeys with this book. There was a journey of writing the book when I didn't know it was going to be a book, which I didn't. It was just like a journey in itself. And then the journey when Darren and I decided like, hey, we have enough stories here to turn this into something. And then the next journey to finding someone and figuring out the process to publishing this book, yeah. finding that publisher and getting it published was this whole new chapter and journey in my life that was like very difficult. There was so many different like creative differences, even like a few between Darren and I on what like the book looked like. Or we got we we agree a, like a lot on a lot, but like with the publisher and and then putting this thing out and promoting it. I'm not I'm not really really one to promote anything like my merchandise i don't promote that at, at all and so i really had to like dig deep which was easy for me because this this book means the world to me and it was easy for me to promote but at the same time i'm like fuck am i promoting this right too much too little like what do i what am i doing and so we we've, we've had a really good response with people that i've actually read the book i actually last week scott's neighbor she got a whole hold of the book and she dm'd me a bunch of shit on instagram she expanded me she's like this story this story i fucking love this so much oh my god are you kidding me i love this story thank you so much and i'm like oh wow
2: is that, so has this, this book, is like it's the validation you were looking the, for this is
1: the validation yeah this is like the validation that i've been seeking
0: and are you working on years. a second one yes you are i
1: have been working on a second one are you
0: gonna tease any names or or uh the, the titles yeah, that I you can, told me are Really fucking sick. I yeah. love the. New, have you heard the new I'll titles? I'll give
2: you two dollars you consider
0: this. No, no.
2: The titles. Um. The working titles. The working titles.
1: I can say one. Um.
0: Or do you just want to give like a, an yeah, acronym? An acronym and I'll let the an people. Acronym. It's like the nineteen seventy five. Yeah. It was like music for cars, and we didn't really know what it was. Or
1: so the acronym for for this title is hashtag TPOG.
0: T Pog. T P O G. T P O G. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's not the one uh, well, I let's was Let's think what thinking of. it is. The puppies <laughs> of Greater Texas. Yeah. Wait, where's the tech? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. T Pog.
2: Oh. Wait. Wait, the,
0: the puppies of Georgia. Oh. Could be. Wait, we can do another rewind back to the past when you were on a reality show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh. Sweet, sweet home Alabama. Season four the long hair and Todd made it to the top three and Sweet Home Alabama is basically like the bachelorette but it's set in Alabama a girl from Alabama and all these guys from across the United States Mm -hmm. competing for her right yes
1: it's like 10 guys from Alabama 10 guys from different cities
0: and you uh were on there with your long brown hair and you made it to the top three yeah right um how was that
1: that was a really cool experience because, a I, met a, I made really good friends, one of my best friends, Emilio, who we always see in New York. Oh, I oh. love Emilio. He has a I restaurant. love his
2: restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's how you met Emilio. Was yeah. Friends. On that show. Yeah. Wow. He, he was my
1: bunk mate, And, dude, he made me, like, like piss myself because he was so funny.
0: Yeah. Like, he's was so like, funny. Yeah, he's like, so like, New York. Yeah. He's such very a New York. stud, man. Yes, he the, has that just, I don't know, that New York gusto and yeah, charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is that guy.
1: Like, where he's, like, not trying to be funny, but he's just fucking hilarious. I remember the night before my I was the second date the night before my date I had no idea it was coming I got we got hammered so drunk in the house.
2: you and Emilio or everybody everybody okay
1: but then Emilio had like he had dipped
0: like tobacco did, wait, chew- did he make it down to the bottom three
1: No he's like top like top eight
0: okay yeah so
1: I dipped for the first time with Emilio and i chewing just, tobacco chewing tobacco yeah. Ooh. And I'm puking my brains out. Yeah,
0: afterwards. it's like Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tequila. Um, So I dipped. I start puking my brains out. <laughs> and I've, I go to sleep and I'm getting this nudge early in the morning. And I look at 7 a.m. Like, hey, Todd, wake up. You have a date. <gasps> I'm like, oh, my God, you'd be kidding me. And so we drive like an hour to this date. And they're like, what kind of alcohol do you like to loosen you up before the date? I'm like, what the fuck? At so 8 they, in the morning? they were very Early,
0: yes. And they were very encouraging about giving drink, you alcohol. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard on The Bachelor it's like two drinks max for 24 hours or something. Oh, like, or every yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. hours it's I think, I think it's it depends drinks. on the show. Yeah. This like, is
1: before the date. They wanted me to like, definitely like loosen up. And so they got me a Jameson ginger ale. And I'm like hungover this whole time and we go to go to this beach, we talk and I wakeboard a little bit and then we sit on the beach some more. It's hot. I'm like hungover.
0: Can she does she know that you're hungover? I don't I
1: don't know if she knew I was hungover. Um we talked a lot off camera. She's great. And I was the first kiss of the show. Ooh.
0: Wow. Yeah. The question I think a lot of people have about those finding love reality shows, um, a lot of people probably doubt, oh, is this real? Are the feelings true? Was there a moment in your mind where you thought, I'm going to score <laughs> with her or I am in love with her? Did you have feelings or were you kind eh, of doubtful from, doubtful from the start?
1: So the, the first night, I remember we got, we got pretty drunk. and we We're like all like hanging out and we meet her and I'm like, oh, I'm going to. I'm gonna win this show. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm gonna I'm gonna get the girl. And then after that, I actually started developing feelings because we had no phones, we had no access, we had no phones, we had no outside accessibility. Like we were locked in the show for this one girl. And so think about that for like a week. You have nothing but this girl that yeah. you're concentrating on. You don't talk to friends or family. And especially after my first date, I got mm-hmm. to know her. I started really liking her. And then I saw her going on date after date after uh. date. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. But before our next date, we we're all in the swamp and we're on this airboat. <laughs> we're in the swamp and we're on this airboat. Just like, I get like, I sneak away with her. And can't, I, oh, the cameras were there. Cameras were there. I snuck away from her and she's it's like night snuck, vision snuck, goggles yeah. in the swamp. Y'all are like, just like, are like trunching they?
0: through the marshes. There's alligators swimming yes. between your legs. <laughs>
1: she's like she pulls me aside she's like hey like and she was not supposed to do this she's like hey I'm gonna let you know like I really like you you're my favorite like I, I like you a lot and I'm like I was like holy shit like this is real yeah. she, <laughs> she she just gave me like what's
2: the word I'm like she like stepped outside of the bounds yeah, yeah, of the yeah. show she, yeah, she, she broke the fourth wall
1: she exactly she like she said things to me that she didn't say to other other guys. And like,
2: this sounds like the confessional from the show. I know. Yeah, just, she kind of nah. said things to me that she god didn't say it. to the other guys.
1: But no, she like would like kiss me like off camera. She would like tell me things, and like I was like, oh my god, like I really like her. Were the
2: producers pushing you guys to say or do things, or do you think they were pushing her to do a narrative, or was it really just let these people be loose in this house and see what happens?
1: Well, they were definitely pr- like pushing a narrative, um, because when I when I got off the show she told me that she didn't want, like, because it had to be a country guy that won, right? Oh. It had to? Yeah, pretty much. But actually, she's still with him. So, God bless him. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. Was, but but at, at some point, though, you had to have been kind of crushed or your yeah. feelings were oh, hurt yeah. because you were you like, lost. but what about that one time with us in in the swamp?
1: Exactly. So, like, it was weird. It was like a mixture of, like, I was crushed, but then I was relieved because Amelia left and I cried when Amelia left Oh. because he's like my best friend in the show. And, um, so when I left, I it was a mixture of me pretending that I was crushed, but then me being crushed at the same time. Right, you yeah. know, I was kind of like relieved. You to can kind of use
2: home. use some of that emotion to exactly. elevate it for the purposes of totally. good television. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. surprised
1: that she sent me home. Cause of that we did have a connection.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, that does make sense that they would want to pick a country guy. They don't want some hot shot from Huntington Beach, like, yeah, like winning 20... the country. The what's what's the name of the show? Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, I wouldn't have
1: stayed. Obviously, I wouldn't move to Alabama and commit and marry her.
2: No, that's what so. Matt did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Matt is Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, truly, truly. <laughs> but yeah, it was a the show was a great experience. I would never, I would not take it back. Uh, I, I want to
0: watch it. it. It's it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon
1: Prime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's so weird watching myself. I'm, it's like cringy, but like, what oh, the? it's still available it's to still,
0: watch. Oh, I yeah. have it. Yeah, Ooh.
1: I
2: bought it. Yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah, we do got to wrap it up because David's show, show is premiering oh. tonight. His dodgeball discovery show. Yeah. Uh, Todd, is there anything else you would like to plug before we uh, end the podcast?
1: I guess I can. Um, I want to plug, but nothing is out yet. I have Clatterbanks episode one coming out sometime next week. I have my new book, Hashtag t coming out in the next... Probably, or the other title. Or the other title coming out in 2021, probably. And then I have a new song called Perfect Morning coming out in a week and a half, probably. Ooh.
2: So, follow so on Instagram. You, at,
1: uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Todd Eric.
2: No, no underscore. underscore. You got rid okay, of that. You got rid of yeah, that. Yeah, got rid of
1: the underscore. Twitter, Todd Eric underscore. Okay. Um, YouTube. TikTok, tick- Toddie Smith. YouTube, Toddie Smith.
2: You're everywhere. I'm, everywhere. Yeah, I'm around. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I yeah. think yeah, yeah. this was like. I mean, we talk literally every single day, all the time. But yeah. this this is a cool no, way it. to like have a conversation with this you. was a lot of fun. I yeah. Love thanks you, buddy. guys for having me. I'm so proud of Matt, you. thank
1: you for appreciating my stories like years <laughs> and years ago. Like that. You you don't know how erect I got. It, well. it
2: really does show the power of, yeah. of giving a compliment to somebody and putting
0: yeah. out like you, you get out of the world what you put back in. I, I can't I, help it. Yeah. I I mean what I say. And Todd, you're the real deal. Todd Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for coming.
2: Love you.